Hey there, and welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing, and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Awesome. So let's get into it, shall we? So Kate, do you want to, again, I guess, introduce yourself to whoever's listening? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, so my name's Kate Flippens and I own and run Align Recruiting Solutions, which is a recruitment company um, specialising in aged care, home care and the NDIS sector. So I recruit anywhere sort of from your care support workers, registered nurses, um, right up to sort of your executive management roles as well and sort of those fill in admin roles with receptionists as well. And um yeah, also stepping out in a little bit of general practice at the moment with general with GPs, um, practice managers and operations managers. So I guess that's me. I'm a mum. I've got two boys who I love to death, except for at about five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess, me and, and who I am. Yeah. What happens at five o'clock in the afternoon? They go wild. <laughs> it's witching hour. <laughs> I wonder what happens. It's kind of like, you know, when dogs and cats have like those mad five minutes and they just go absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my house from about five o'clock till seven o'clock when everyone goes to bed. And then it's like, oh, peace and quiet. (laughs) We call it feeding time at the zoo because it's just mental here. (laughs) Well, my lifestyle is a lot quieter quieter than yours, Kate. I'm living in Japan, which everyone is like, oh, Japan. Um, but yeah, I've been living here for about five years now. And last year I started my own business as a digital marketer and I help recruiters, talent acquisition specialists and HR consultants uh, with their digital marketing strategies. And yeah, I just love um, what I do. And I've been doing this like digital marketing now for about two years now. So, you know, getting into the swing of things and, you know, the topic today, imposter syndrome has been something that I definitely have been um, suffering with and I don't know about you Kate but yeah I think it definitely is just one of them things that everyone has to deal with at some point. Oh absolutely agree Um, and yeah I think sort of back when I started my business last year just as the pandemic was sort of kicking off the first round here in Australia and um, yeah I 
I had imposter syndrome, but I didn't realise that that's what it was called. And I guess, um, yeah, that, that's when I sort of first heard the term about it. Um, a manager of mine, one of my old managers, who I was speaking to and, and sort of talking to him about what I was doing and all of that sort of thing. And he, he sent me a text message with the word imposter syndrome and said, look it up. And I thought, what is this about? And yeah, when I looked it up, I went, wow, they're all the things that I feel in terms of, do I belong here? Should I be doing this? Do I know what I'm talking about? Are people really going to want to work with me? Like all those, I guess, self doubt things and yeah the more you read into it the more I was like yeah that's definitely a thing so that's I guess yeah how I first came about imposter syndrome what about you Holly when did you sort of first hear about it well you know I think it's just one of them things that you don't realize you're going through until someone points it out or you have some self-realization or maybe you come across an article or something just like yourself Kay, like you said but um yeah, I didn't realise I was someone with imposter syndrome, I guess, until maybe about six months into starting my business. So um, I remember uh, I have a network of people who are digital marketers like myself, and I was just starting out and they've been doing it for years. And we meet up once a week and we just talk about like things in the industry and uh, at first, I was so excited to start my business. So, you know, I'd try and contribute as much as I could to the conversation. But then that voice just got smaller and smaller as people every single week would, you know, talk about topics that I had no idea about or thought I had no idea about and had no place in, you know, having my voice out there. Because I thought, well, these people have been doing it so long and much longer than I have. They're so much more experienced. Who's gonna Who's gonna want to listen to little old me? Yeah, know? absolutely. So, yeah, it was a term. Actually, I used to be a, a psychology student, but I'd never heard of the term until you know someone else pointed it out to me as well. So, it's weird that we don't really talk about it that much. Oh, absolutely. And I sort of think back like I'm a very confident person, and I'm very competitive. I think that comes from my years of horse riding and when I first sort of heard the imposter syndrome I thought that's not me like I'm not like that <laughs> but then the more like you sort of I don't know like you take a bit of a step back and you look around at other people in the industry and their business and what they're doing and, and it does like it, you sort of just think do I belong here like I think that was the biggest thing for me and I don't know like it, it's that little voice that sort of gets in your head a little bit and makes you question everything and I guess the real challenge is how do you shake that off? How do you how do you change that that mindset and get rid of that voice? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just reading about the characteristics of imposter syndrome because there's so many different characteristics of what it could be and we have experienced it, but everyone has their own experiences, mm. right? So there's self-doubt and inability to realistically assess your competence and skills. So let's say you have been doing your job very well but then all of a sudden you start to doubt yourself and then you know you just feel as though you are a bit of a phony so even though you've got that experience and you've got that evidence that you're doing well at your job there's just this slight change that makes you doubt everything that you've done so that's something that I think we've all seen as well oh absolutely and I think the biggest 
like the, the issue is when you get that in that mindset and in that place like how do you how do you overcome that like yeah. what do you do and I guess from from your experience how have you been able to sort of I guess manage it well, I am a big advocate for therapy. And as you have been through the weeks with me and said, oh, yeah, how are you today? And I'm like, I'm so zen. I've just had my therapy session. <laughs> um, I had some realizations today that I did not know. But um, yeah, as I said, I'm a big advocate for therapy. And I didn't know I needed therapy until uh, a couple of months ago, actually. So that's been working out really well for me. And you know, my therapist said um, something really interesting the other day. She said, um, we're talking about, you know, having confidence issues at work and in your business and all that good stuff. And she said, well, you know, when you start at a new place or you start something new, like a business, you can almost compare it to being like, you must have a favorite TV show. What's your favorite TV show, Kate? Oh, I hate to admit this one. It's um, yeah. Gossip Girl. <laughs> from 2007 I binge watch it and I hate it and I, I do it and I say to myself stop watching it but I can't so you've been following Gossip Girl from the very beginning and the therapist said okay imagine your favorite tv show and season five season six like wherever the middle of that thing of that series is for you in that series there's a new character and everyone, like, obviously doesn't like the character to start out with. They're like, oh, who is this? Are they going to, like, you know, do something that's going to make me hate them? Like, oh, I'm a bit suspicious. She said that's exactly what imposter syndrome is. It's like you are that character who's just entered that into that fifth season and everyone's staring at you wondering what you're going to do. And that's the feeling. And that is so true. When you, like, I think about the times that I've felt it. And, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it's like is, yeah, yeah that feeling. And, and I think for me it was more a feeling of do I belong here? Um, am, am I ready? Have I, have I proved myself? And I guess just that word, like, prove myself, that's when I, I, the way I manage it, I sort of take that step back and go, well, who do I have to prove it to? What have I, like, yeah. at the end of the day, as long as as, as long as I'm happy and, and things are, are going where I want them to go, like, you've got to just block that noise out. Mm-hmm. So where do you feel, like, the imposter syndrome comes up the most for you? Um, for me, it came up a lot sort of, I reckon probably about the two-month mark when I was starting to work with more clients and things like that and I, and I was having sort of those those calls with clients that I sort of would feel, should I be talking to these people like they're, they've got these really fancy job titles and, and here I am, little old me, um, a registered nurse turned recruiter that, um, yeah, like it just sort of made me really question whether or not I, I belonged there um, and, and talking to those sorts of people and I guess the biggest thing I really quickly learned was titles don't matter it doesn't matter if you're talking to the receptionist or the CEO or the whoever um, just be yourself and, and, and be a person and be true and honest and I think that was the way that it came up and, and the way I sort of dealt with it of this is me and this is what I do and this is how I do it and I guess the more true to myself and and real to me and finding my ways and processes that fitted with me was the way that I overcame it. 
Yeah. And that's so powerful as well. It's when you compare yourself, that's where the imposter syndrome, I think, is triggered for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. And social media, I think, has so much to play with it. I know we were sort of chatting about it the other day, but you look at social media and it's just a snapshot, like literally a, a split second of one person's life that they've put all over social media or things like that. And and people compare themselves to that and it's so unrealistic. Yeah. Exactly. I was just comparing myself, well, looking at my social media because I went away this week. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And, you know, me and my boyfriend actually were going through like the past of our social media because we could not remember for the life of us what we did for the last four years of our for our anniversaries because we've been together for four years and we could not remember what have we done. We're both very private people. Mm. So he doesn't post on his social media. I don't usually, unless it's like a big special occasion. And obviously maybe our anniversary is just not a big special occasion for us because I could not find any photo evidence of what we had done. But then again, um, we did post this year. And my friends came back to me and they were like, you must have had the best time. Like, oh my God, you look so happy. And they were like, obviously congratulating us but as as well I was thinking man we were just stuck in traffic for like seven hours on the way back yeah um we don't show that do we and we didn't show like any of the negative things that happened and you know he almost fell asleep at the wheel at how tired he was and you know we were so sluggish yeah you don't see that side and even though it was like a really happy occasion and you know I'm taking it um there's a lot worse stuff that could have happened you know what I'm saying that's like something very very minor but yeah you don't show that negative side of things that happen oh exactly and I guess yeah with with social media I'm a very sort of private person on social media and I don't my husband has an account I don't think he's ever used it but I don't put anything of the kids on there um or it's it's pretty much just all horse stuff for me um and yeah look at other people that just live their lives through it and and as you say like it's it's that one time you don't see all the background to it and yeah, I think I think social media has a lot to, to answer for when it comes to this imposter syndrome and also too it comes to that sort of comparing yourself to others and why do we feel that need to compare ourselves to others? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I said this as well to my therapist, like why do I feel such a pressure to compare myself with other people? And she said, well, you know, it's mainly a societal issue, isn't it? Because when we see like our grandparents and our parents, how they live their life. We kind of want to emanate that as much as we can because, you know, we look up to them most of the time. And with other people as well, they've got their own parents to follow in their footsteps too. So I've got so many people my age, which by the way, 27 today. Yes, Um, happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) But you know, my best friend, she got married last year she wants to try for a baby at 27 (sighs) she just got a mortgage on a house she's got the dog she you know obviously has a very put together life on what well on paper but every day I get a message from her and myself like we both communicate very openly about our mental health and everything and she is going through something very very um mentally unstable right now and she just feels like her life is falling apart and I'm like girl are you serious like you've got the life I want and you've got the life that a lot of people want she's like no I just don't feel like I'm making it I'm so unhappy in my work and you know for 
that kind of person, I know she's so strong and it can affect anyone in any place. So you just don't know what other people are going through. Uh, exactly, exactly. And I guess that sort of touches on uh, like talking about mental health because I've just, I've just done the video for mental health um, week this week and I sort of went off track a little bit this week because I sort of just got talking about it and, and really like that importance of self-checking in like you're sort of saying that um you do therapy which I love you do that you do and um one thing you got me onto was that balance meditation and it's for me it's a little step but I do that all every day and I love it and I'm getting so much out of it but yeah it's just yeah you don't know what people are going through you don't know what what's going on behind the scenes and when you sort of bring that back to this imposter syndrome it really is just this made up thing and made up pressure that we put on ourselves for no reason whatsoever like in terms of like business and things like that we set our goals for our business and what we want to achieve and this that and the other but I think you've got to strip it back and go are you happy doing what you're doing are you loving what you're doing and if the answer is yes then in my books you're doing the right thing and then you've made it but I guess other people look at things differently yeah that's the thing isn't it you've got to reflect on yourself and I think that's the hardest thing to do is to stop and question am I really happy because that means somewhere down the line you made the wrong choice Mm. and no one wants to admit that they've made the wrong choice do they oh absolutely and I think I'm I'm a perfect example for that my family say that I've taken the scenic route through life but hey I got there in the end but um yeah, I'm, I'm the sort of person that I'll go along and do something and if I'm not happy, I'll just up and up and leave and stop and, and, and I'll make the change. Um, yeah. I've been very resilient like that, but I see a lot of people that just keep going along the same old thing in the same old way and they're not happy and it's, it's hard. Like change is hard, but sometimes change is better than a holiday and we can't do that at the moment. <laughs> No, we cannot. We can do a staycation. Yes. Aren't you just coming out of a lockdown? <gasps> yeah, so Monday, yesterday. Yep. Oh, yay. Yay. So um, are you running outside? Oh, it's just like that because, um, yeah, being so busy yesterday, crazy day um, with my little one at, at hospital and all of that. But, um, yeah, I've, I've made my hairdressing appointment for next week, so I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I love how like the first thing everyone does is I've got a hair appointment booked. Like that's the first thing. Oh, absolutely. Like the barbers yesterday, there was line up like out the door around the corner all day. And on the news, like all these people going to the hairdressers and some hair salons are booked out until the end of the year. Like it's Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. The hair done. Good for them. So I just wanted to pick up on um, the balance ad that you mentioned Kate, yeah. because they're doing a free year for anyone who signs up. I think for the rest of this year, if anyone signs up until the end of 2021, you can get a free year, which is amazing. So yeah. that's balance, B-A-L-A-N-C-E, and anyone can use it. Um, all you have to do, you don't need a credit card or anything. You just have to Oh, sorry, you don't have to pay, sorry, but you do need a credit card or some kind of payment, but they won't charge you until the year has been up. And they've got a ton of different resources. They've got sleep plans, wake-up meditations, gratitude. I think they've even added a sick one, which I think I will do today for anyone who's sick and needs to, you know, recuperate. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah, and I thought, that's a good one. And they've got um, the music one. I use that to go to sleep. It is so good. (laughs) Oh 
my god no i've seen that one i've got like a you know when they make your own plan for you and then yeah yeah i've got a yeah. sleep plan one for me yeah yeah that's great no i'm, I'm so i've got a Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm loving it. Like, there's so much in there, and there's stuff on there for kids, and I put one on for the boys the other day. Yeah, it was about um, behaving. I was like, no, listening. That's right. It was listening. And I'm like, boys, listen to this. <laughs> did they? They did, but they were a bit like, Mum, what's, what's this going on about? I'm like, close your eyes, relax, and listen. <laughs> God, well, hopefully they get into it. Maybe you'll make them into little, um, what do they call them, meditation um oh no that's yogis yoga people yeah I don't know what they call meditation people not yogis yeah but I know what you mean my, my husband he even says to me go and do your meditation <laughs> I think he just wants peace and quiet but I'm like yep no problem <laughs> do it together you can get peace and quiet together uh, no don't think so <laughs> so I've got the types of imposter syndrome up here mm-hmm. now yep. there's apparently one two three four five types and I wonder if you can relate to one of these or a few of these, if I read them out, Mm -hmm. see which one you are. So the five in question, there's the perfectionist, the superhero, the expert, the natural genius, and the soloist. Mm. So just from those names, do you think you relate to any of them? Um, The soloist, probably, because um, perfectionist, I definitely know I'm not. Um, Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know that after working with me. <laughs> um, yeah, the expert, I'd like, like, yeah, I think, I don't know, a bit of a mix, I'd say, either expert or solo. What about you? What do you think? I think you would be perfectionist. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. I think I really, like you said, the soloist, yeah, I'll go into the descriptions of them actually but yeah the perfectionist and the soloist I think would from the get-go sounds like there would be something I would relate to but the perfectionists are never satisfied and always feel that their work could be better rather than focus on their strengths they tend to fixate on any flaws or mistakes this often leads to a great deal of self-pressure and high amounts of anxiety mm-hmm I don't know if you're the kind of person, but I often get flashbacks of embarrassing times and I like have a little self cringe um, and then go on with my day. But do you ever get like little flashbacks of like cringy moments and embarrassing moments in your life? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, they sort of pop up and you go, oh yeah, that wasn't good. And then you sort of get on with it. But yeah, absolutely. I think everybody does. Yeah. Um, The second one, the superhero, because these individuals feel inadequate, they feel compelled to push themselves to work as hard as possible. I think that's any business owner, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, now I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, damn, that is me. <laughs> that's what I'm just thinking. I'm like, yeah, because how many times do we both tell each other, stop working on the weekend or go and have lunch? <laughs> yes, you are a sucker for not eating. Oh, I know. I was just As I say that, I'm like, mm, it's almost one o'clock here and yeah, I still haven't had lunch, but it's okay. <laughs> Oh my, it's not okay, Kate. Never, never say it's okay. Because if I was in the same boat, you would never say it was okay. Yeah. yeah. So the third one, the expert. These individuals are always trying to learn. Oh, sorry, I missed my place. Always trying to learn more and are never satisfied with their level of understanding. Even though they are often highly skilled, they underrate their own expertise. Yeah. 
No, again, I think everybody has a bit of that. Like you always want to keep learning. And I know actually that, that would probably be me because when I sort of first got into this by myself and yeah, talking to clients, you wanted I wanted to know the inside out and all about their business and everything before I even met them. Yes. So that if they asked me what do I know about them, I could pretty much give them an encyclopedia definition of who they are, what they do and blah, blah, blah. And I quickly learned that, no, that's not the way to approach it. Like have a bit of an understanding, but let them tell their story and what they do. Yeah, because everyone loves talking about themselves. So why on earth are you putting yourself in that position mm. where you're wasting your own time oh, trying to learn what they're doing? And yeah. I would. Like I'd research for like hours beforehand and have notes and all of this about them. And I quickly learned that what was the point of that? But it just, it was that feeling of what if I didn't know or what if I got it wrong yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a job interview isn't it where you're just waiting for them to ask you that question you're like I'm ready but you can't ever be ready for everything exactly true so the fourth one the natural genius that is definitely not me these individuals set excessively lofty goals for themselves and then feel crushed when they don't succeed on their first try yeah see and again I think a lot of people have that um my sort of saying is aim for the moon if you miss you land in the stars somewhere um I have I've always set goals for myself and again I think this comes from my horse riding of of what I wanted to achieve and, and where I wanted to be and things like that and was very goal focused on it and I had a coach that once said to me it doesn't matter like yeah. it's more about the journey getting there, not so much fixating on what that end result is. And as soon as I guess that mindset changed for me, from a horse riding point of view, my horses went better and, and I was a lot more successful. And it's the same with the business. I think you've got to set the goals, but make them realistic and, and enjoy the journey to get there. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever heard of SMART goals? Yes. Yeah. I, do, I can't remember exactly what each abbreviation is for, but... Specific, yeah. measurable, achievable. That's it. Realistic. Realistic and timely. That's the one, yeah. 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 So definitely making smart goals. But actually, the natural genius, um, when I was a psychology student, they would talk about like... Um, the um, attachment styles of children. I don't know if you've ever heard of attachment styles. I've probably got a child that suffers from it, but yeah. (laughs) So there's all of these different attachment styles that children can have with their parents. There's like, um, the one that I relate to the most is the, oh, frick, what is it? God, I'm going back like five or six years now. Um, but it's the like unsatisfied attachment or something. And it's where the child has like had a really good relationship with their parents, but the parents are kind of like hands off and they let the child be independent and like, you know, do things for themselves. And then when they like do something, they're like, yay, well done, good job. So you feel like I could do this by myself. I'm a genius. Yeah. And then your parents keep like, you know, giving you them cues like, oh my God, you're so clever. You're doing this all by yourself. Well done. And being like really good, like parents, um, as far as, you know, anyone from the outside can see and they are as well. But it's when you like continuously give them like achievement, like rewards and stuff. And they feel like they're the most amazing child ever. And then they get to a certain point either in their education or their business or their career. 
they suddenly start to um, suffer yeah. because they yeah. find it difficult. And then suddenly they're in a world where they, they have to ask for help, but they haven't ever been told how to ask for help because they've always been able to do it by themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's. I think that's what the natural genius maybe is touching upon. Yeah. The um, imposter syndrome, which is really interesting. Yeah. No, I can see the, the, the correlation there, absolutely. For sure. And then the last one, the before we jump off, is the soloist. These people tend to be very individualistic and prefer to work alone. Self-worth often stems from their productivity, so they often reject offers of assistance. You gasped. <laughs> no, well, I, that one's like, yeah, you can take that two ways. Like if you look at us, we, we, yeah. we run our own businesses, we do our own thing. So there's the soloist there, but... Um, and then you sort of look at how we came to work together. Like I needed help. Yeah. I didn't realise I needed help. But, yeah, I, I'd still read like, well, I guess, yeah, I am a soloist because I didn't think I needed help until I started talking to you. And then I went, yeah, I need a lot of help. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I can definitely see how that one, yeah, I definitely would say then, yes, I am a soloist as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if we could wrap up about, like, what we just talked about I think the coping uh, methods that we talked about were like taking yourself away from social media that is just one of the biggest triggers yeah, isn't it? absolutely yeah and stop comparing yourself if anyone else is you know relating to any of these types of imposter syndromes then yeah definitely just stop comparing yourself to others which is a lot easier said than done because we're all guilty oh yeah and then that saying of run your own race I think you've got to keep that in the back of your mind Yes, for sure. Yeah, and uh, there's one here that I'm just reading about is share your feelings. So I've got a best friend who we both share all of our deepest, darkest secrets with because, you know, we grew up together. So she knows everything and I know everything that's been going on with her. So if you've got someone like that, reopen that door, reconnect and share your feelings. And, you know, that way they're not festering and being hidden away. Somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that one 100% because talking about it helps so much and also to get someone else's perspective that's I guess not so close to it as you are exactly I'm very lucky in the sense that I live in Japan and she's all the way over in England so you know there's that whole distance thing so we're not always in each other's you know areas but we know that we can come back together yeah how about you Kate do you have any yeah I do um probably uh, yeah she's my best friend and we used to work together and we were quite close working together, but now, yeah, we, we don't work together, but we still, we don't have to catch up every day or things like that. But yeah, we can still, it's like no time's changed and yeah, tell her everything. She tells me everything. And it's just, it's that sounding board when things aren't going right, that you can just sort of say, well, what do you think? Or what would you do? Or this came up, like just to have that independent perspective, I think is so important. Of course, for sure. So for people who we're recording this for, where can they find you if they want to learn more about you? About me. So the best place is uh, um, on LinkedIn. And so Kate Flippins on LinkedIn. Um, also to my website. So all the W's, alignrecruiting.com.au. There's all my information there as well. So if people want to get in touch and, and have a chat. And um, how can people find you, Holly? 
They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just Google, uh, just Google, just uh, type in my name on the search bar, which is Holly Alloway. That's H O L L Y. God, I almost <laughs> forgot how to spell my name then. Did you hear me yesterday? So H O L L Y, Alloway, A L L A W A Y. It's Alloway, not all the way, as many people assume it is. Um, very strange, but uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on my website, which is Aurora Digital Marketing Solutions.com. And yeah, you can also email me at holly at Aurora Digital Marketing Solutions.com. Perfect. Thank you. I guess we'll wrap it up then. Yep. Thank you so much for coming. Yep. That's okay. No problem. Have a great day. I hope you feel a bit better and um, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, my toe's a little bit thumping right now, you know, when it's, you know, it's going to become a bruise, well, yeah. but it, it'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thanks, Holly. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.